again people it is the end of june we've made it halfway through halfway through a whole year it's been a pandemic epidemic uh riots and protest and death and it's it's this one this 2020 year is going down in the book okay it's been a journey it's been a journey it's been a journey but you came back and you're listening to quiet moments with quilla redefining life's chaos not gonna go into the whole spiel of my intro because we're halfway through this thing um we're just gonna pick up where we left off last time <clears throat> i'm sorry if i keep uh clearing my throat it's you know, allergies and stuff nonetheless we're gonna pick up where we left off last episode we introduced well i began talking about my friend monica you know that's her little code name because i don't want to defame her name and all that good jazz but we're gonna call her monica right okay so I had introduced Monica, told y'all we had been on a trip to Florida. You know, she was married, I was married. She went to go see another man. Yada yada. If you didn't listen, go back and listen so you can, you know, you can follow along with the storyline. We were talking about Monica, my friend. The name of this episode is What About Your Friends? There's a scripture that says, um, Proverbs 18, 24 course i'm going with the message version because i love it. it says friends come and friends go but a true friend sticks by you like family and yes monica and i were as they say thick as thieves um yeah you when you saw one you saw the other i i i thought the girl was my friend ah. anyways she uh <coughs> We, we went on a trip, and now this episode is going to talk about, you know, we're, we're back. We came back to Florida. I mean, I'm sorry. We came back to Georgia. I'm still separated. Things are still as they are in my marriage, and we've settled into somewhat of a norm. The kids kind of know what's going on, and my ex-husband and I have some type of routine, structure, schedule between uh, when he'll have the kids and when I'll have the kids rotating weekends kind of thing and God was letting me catch my breath told y'all in a few episodes prior he'll he'll give you moments he'll give you moments to just regain your strength <clears throat> um peaceable moments moments of rejuvenation moments of just refreshing and and that's what I was that's what was happening <laughs> So I thought, because just as life goes, um, it, it was about to pop off again. Some some more chaos. Just a, another segment of, huh? Who? What? Why? Ugh. Ugh. I don't even have a word for this stuff. What it? Chaos is a good word, but mm, yeah. So, Monica. Monica used to keep my kids 
um, tend to the kids, just give me a break, come over, you know, hang at the house. And one particular weekend, I got a phone call from a childhood friend that was back in Flint. Her family had gotten into a car accident and her mother passed away, like just instantly passed away. She called and because I am a friend, I said, all right, I'm coming. And that was the first time I flew on a plane. I said I would never fly unless something was wrong with my mother or my kids. Um, And because her mother was like a mother to me, I flew home for the first time ever in my life. Okay, so I am in Michigan and Monica, you know, the kids, my husband, everybody's still in Georgia and... It's, it's really no big deal. She, I, I said, you know, hey, Monica, can you keep an eye on the kids and, and, you know, check in with my husband, make sure everything is well, you know, make sure he he's able to do whatever he needs to do with the kids. Of course, she said, yeah. She came uh, to the house and, and got everybody's routine down so she would know exactly what to expect while I was gone. And that was it called home a couple times while I was gone and talked to the kids, made sure, you know, y'all going to school, doing your work. All all is well. And then it wasn't. One day while I was in Michigan, I was, I called and talked to my daughter. You know, regular, hey mommy, how are you? How's it going? Stuff. She couldn't have been no more than maybe six. Um, she told me that they all had a sleepover over Auntie Monica's house. Now, when I referred to they all, they would include my husband, my son, and my daughter. They had a sleepover over Auntie Monica's house. Hey, I'm naive. I ain't thought nothing about it. Okay, fine. Um... I swear, I didn't put two and two together. Then my daughter proceeds to tell me that while they were having their sleepover, she went to the bathroom in the middle of the night and her daddy was no longer asleep on the couch like he was when they first went to sleep. Dramatic pause. What you mean he wasn't on the couch? Where where was he? All right, all right, red flag. Yeah. Something, something ain't, hold a minute. Then, my daughter proceeds to tell me that the next day, you know, when they all left from Auntie Monica's house, Auntie Monica and Daddy gave a mommy and daddy hug. Now, again, I told y'all my daughter was about six. So, we used to talk about good touch, bad touch, um, and we would describe it in, in hug form, I guess. Or that was a way for her to understand what I was saying. You know, mommies and daddies give hugs. They look like this. Sisters and brothers give hugs. You know, this kind of deal. This is how she described it to me. She said, Auntie Monica and daddy gave each other a mommy and daddy type hug. Now, for a six-year-old to point that out, it was it was something different. It wasn't just, all right, I, I'm going to holler at you. Uh and goodbye something else was popping off that my kids saw and my daughter noted oh 
okay. Sirens and bells went off. With no, 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 no. This, this ain't what we doing, bro. Nope, 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 nope. <sighs> Remember, I told y'all in the last episode to put a pin in the fact that Monica was receiving text messages from some guy all while we were traveling to Florida, and her and that particular guy were referring to me quite often. All that came back to play. All of it popped into my mind. I backtrack, backtrack, backtrack. All right, some of the text said this, some of the text said that. And put two and two together. Hmm. It wasn't a random dude that was texting her, talking about me. Asking, you know, well, how's she doing? And then how y'all going? How's it going? And is she able to, you know, get a little bit of break? And, you know, all this other jazz. The person on the text message was my husband, y'all. The whole time, while we headed to Florida, you know, my friend and I, while we're headed to Florida, she in communication with my husband about me in a not, no, in a more than friendly way. There were some emojis and some hearts and some lips and some smiles and some you know, code words and babe and baby and all this other kind of stuff. And I backtracked through the messages, you know, when we were on the road. And them, them nuts had been having a whole situation for a good little minute. <clears throat> yeah, dramatic pause number two. Dramatic pause number two. This whole time I'm thinking this girl is my friend. This whole time, I'm thinking that she means me no ill will. This whole time, I'm just telling her all of my little business that's going on in my house. And I mean, so what better way to help my husband um, ease his pain and deal with what he was going through than her? She knew all the stuff. She knew what I was doing. She knew my personality. She knew the arguments or whatever that we were having she knew the right Mm -mm -mm. I gave her the I gave her the key basically (laughs) I opened the door no I gave her the key she opened the door and I basically let her into my life and no does that justify what they did nah I'm just taking ownership of of my part um I was quite gullible and naive. I I didn't think that though I had saw my mother being cheated on, though I knew my husband had had a few affairs, though I knew Monica was promiscuous, though I knew what I knew what I knew, still didn't think it could or would happen to me. Hmm. But I tell you this, by the end of that situation, that scenario, oh no, I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that my marriage was over. That 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 there, that was a wrap, bro. After a lot, 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 a lot of back and forth between the three of us, you know, my husband, um, myself, and Monica. Some some situations involved some weapons. Some situations involved some words. Some situations involved the police. Um. 
he finally went ahead and it fully, fully, fully admitted to the affair. And then the kicker was this. He really only admitted it because Monica's husband came back from duty and somehow he found out. And instead of her confessing to the actual affair, she told her husband that my husband raped her. Dramatic pause, dramatic pause. Y'all, y'all, y'all ready? Yeah, y'all heard what I said. She told her husband that my husband had raped her because, yeah, they got down with the get down. It wasn't just friendly mommy and daddy hugs. These folks did the did. My husband sent me an email confessing. Made a mistake, did some stuff I shouldn't have done. Yada, yada, yada. So I'm reading emails of him telling me he's slept with one of my closest friends. I'm reading now. Now Monica is sending me threatening emails and sending emails to my husband saying how much in love she is with him. And yeah, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah. <clears throat> so when Monica's husband found out that they had had an affair, um, no, 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 backtrack. Because she had said that my husband raped her, she actually took him to court. Like she was really going to bring him up on full all out rape charges. This ninja, my husband, called me to ask me if I would go to court with them as a character witness. Yeah, I said what I said. A character witness to say, nope, he did not rape her. Yes, they have been having an affair. I'm fully aware of this affair because all the stuff that I had backtracked in me. You want me to be a character witness between you, my husband, and her, my supposed really close, you know, best friend type deal to con- to to say y'all had an affair? For real? That's that's what you're asking me to do right now? Oh, oh, oh okay. Two. Uh... That ain't the, the 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 true definition of you know like that pray for your enemies type deal. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't know. You might have to print out these emails or something. But no, I'm not gonna go and do nothing on your behalf or her behalf. No, no, no. That ain't that ain't that ain't the way I'm set up right to do that. No. However, when God steps in, <laughs> when God steps in and gives you a different type of piece about something and say, you know, hey, you didn't do that. Don't don't bring your character down to their character. You had nothing to do with that. That was an option that they chose. Yes, they should face whatever consequences there are, but you need to be true to who I formed you to be. <sighs> so I went to the dang on court. I did. Sat there with him. He's shaking. He nervous. She pacing, you know. I mean, it's a small courtroom, so you can kind of see her. We were in the hallway. She pacing and, and not wanting to make eye contact with me. And her husband is just, he looking dumb. I'm looking dumb. Because, you know, we we being the good, faithful spouses, we don't know nothing. And, and these two fools done done what they done. So, you know, I, I, <laughs> I did... I prayed. I prayed for my enemies. Uh, that that Matthew 5.44, I wrote it down in the New Life version 
because I, I need things to be simple. I need things to be, you know, uh, kindergarten lingo. So it says in the New Life version, but I tell you, love those who hate you. Respect and give thanks for those who say bad things to you. Do good to those who hate you. Pray for those who do bad things to you and who make it hard for you. <laughs> Baby, when I tell you, that's what I had to do. I mean, all the way to the courtroom. I'm like, ain't no way. Ain't no way. Ain't no, ain't no way. I had to remove me. I had to step outside of me because all of me, my whole body, mind, me, feelings, emotions, I could care less. He can go to jail, she can go to hell. It didn't matter to me. But you want me to do what, God? You want me to do what? But I try, I try, I try. You know, I was kind of easing my way back into the things of the Lord. Um, I knew my foundation. I, I knew scripture, you know, when you read different versions of the scripture, you, you can't say you don't understand it. That new life version, I, I couldn't say I didn't understand what God was telling me to do. And for me not to do it would be blatant disobedience. And whatever my consequences were, I, I didn't have a recourse if I wasn't obedient. So, like I said, I went to the dang gone courtroom. Prepared to tell the judge whatever. And God honored. They never proceeded with the court proceed with the court. Um, they never went through with it. She did not go all the way through with it because at the last minute, her husband told her not to because he did not want the negative publicity to affect his military career. That's it. He had been cheated on, but didn't want it out, you know, for the for the world to know, for the masses to know. I had been cheated on, but I still went to defend my husband and God worked it out. It, it kind of just was swept as water under the bridge other than the fact that now, along with abandonment and rejection and depression and anxiety, I had trust issues amplified. Because now, I don't trust men to, you know, uh, I don't trust men at that time, you know. And now, I don't trust women. So, everybody, everybody was suspect. Every. Body. I don't need no more friends. I'm good. I don't need another husband. I'm fine. I don't need uh, my mama. I'm good. I don't need my daddy. He ain't around. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It was me. It was me. I had me. All by myself. And that's a lonely place to be. But it was my truth. It was what it was. Um, you know, a few years after the court thing happened... Uh, I believe I reached out to Monica. I, I don't know. I just couldn't, I couldn't, I wasn't settled. You know, there's a thing. Some people need closure. Sometimes you get it. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes it makes it better. Sometimes it makes it worse. But I think I felt like I needed closure. For closure's sake, I reached out to her and we met up. I, I wasn't mad no more. She wasn't mad no more. Whatever. We met up at, at the mall, at the food court in the mall. And it was like, it was crazy because it was like, old times we were sitting there laughing and joking and doing what we used to do and then no ill will whatever um 
And then out the blue, she was like, I, I can't do this with you. I can't be sitting here like nothing has happened between the two of us. You know, we sitting here joking and whatever. And I'm, I must be honest, I'm totally uncomfortable. You know, that, that was her. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. Not sorry, sorry, whatever. And before we parted ways, I asked her, you know, like, why? Can I ask you why you did what you did? Is Do you have a reason for doing what you did? Is there justification? Is there, you know, you had a moment of temporary insanity? I, what? Why? Why do you do what you did? Y'all, this lady, ma'am, chick, said, because I wanted to see if I could break you. Dramatic pause. Boom. Because I wanted to see if I could break you. What? What? She said, because I had everything together. I had the perfect um, situation. I, I had the perfect family. I had the per- perfect home. I had the perfect um, situation. I had everything that she wanted. Yeah, she was married. Yep, she had kids. Yep, she was good financially. She had everything I had, but she wanted to see if she could break me. I I don't know if that's jealousy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the core root of that of then. She was crazy. But she wanted to see if she could break me. And because she knew the love that I had for my husband, the desire I had for family, um, she knew, she thought <laughs> that breaking up my family family would break me would like literally take me out I don't I don't know um hmm that's crazy that's crazy to have another person say they literally just wanted to see if they could break you oh well it ain't work homegirl ain't work ain't work because here we are in 2020 and I am releasing and redefining and doing what thus saith the Lord. So, it ain't work. But you shall try. Good try. Good try. You put your best foot forward in that right there. And we left them all and never spoke again. And I was prepared to sign the divorce papers, y'all. That was like, for real. That was, that was, that was it. You can do what you're going to do with whoever you're going to do it with. But now you, you've literally slept with a friend. I don't, I don't have nothing else for you. I, I got nothing. It's, it's a better way to do this. If you ain't want me, leave. If you want to sleep with somebody, plenty, 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 plenty other women. You did that on purpose. You 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 had a goal and an agenda as well. Oh, whatever. God gets the glory. God got the glory. God is the only reason that I am here in 2020. Unbroken. Unbroken from that scenario. Not saying that I'm perfect. I still have moments, still have days, still have my emotions. Sometimes they get a little top heavy. Um, but yeah, I signed the divorce papers and um, to, that was the end of that chaos. You know, the the whole goal of the, of the podcast is to redefine chaos and to talk about the stuff that happened, but show how God was there now. 
if God had not been there while I was going through that, yeah, it would have broke me. I probably would have killed her. Definitely would have killed him. Kids would have been, you know, motherless. So much could have happened. So much, um, (laughs) so much almost happened. But God is a keeper. God kept my mind. Even though I had my moments, God kept my mind in, in a state of peace. I never literally lost my mind. You know how people say I almost lost my mind? Yeah, I almost lost it a couple times. Couple, 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 couple few times. I acted totally out of character. Had weapons I don't even know how to use. But I I was them people doorsteps with guns. Like, no, it was it was a real thing. I did some really dumb stuff. But God. Like there's nothing, you know, but contradicts everything before it. So the end of that whole scenario is but God. He is the last word. He is the last say. He is the overall reason why I am able to recount the story. I am able to redefine the story. Um, my goal, I say it every couple of episodes, my goal, my hope, my expectation, my desire, my reason is for people to hear what I have gone through. You may not have gone through the same thing, <clears throat> may not have been the same uh, degree of what I've gone through. However, everybody's gone through something. Everybody's life has experienced some form of difficulty. Even if not, even if you've had, you know, silver spoon in your mouth and, and all as well, it's the reason. God. God is the reason you got the silver spoon. God is the reason all as well. God is the reason. I need for people to understand that what you go through has purpose. The it took me a while to figure out the purpose of why God used a so-called friend to teach me a lesson. Why God used my, you know, now ex-husband to teach me a lesson. But had I not gone through those, I wouldn't know how to pray. I wouldn't I wouldn't know the depth that I could reach in God. I wouldn't understand my true strength only in God. I wouldn't know my true depth only in God. I wouldn't know any of those things. I wouldn't have a reason to know. If all is always if all is always well, it's always well. Even in the moments of being always well, I still got to give thanks because it is well. Um yeah, all right. I'm off my soapbox. Okay. So, we going to pause. We going to stop. I'm through. Almost sound like a storybook, but it ain't. It's real. I wish it was a storybook. Maybe I'll write a book and tell the story. I don't know. Nonetheless, I'll be back in 14 days, which will be July 13th. Still redefining the chaos, like I just talked about, that was once in my life. Because thank God for the victory over that type of stuff. The chaos ends now, in 2020. I am no longer considering what I've been through as chaos. I am choosing to redefine situations and circumstances, realizing that the chaos brought me closer to God, okay? The chaos brought me closer. The chaos knocked me on my knees. The chaos made me hallucinate. The chaos made me lose my mind almost, but it brought me closer and redefining it, which is what I'm doing now. It gives me reassurance. It gives me remembrance. 
it, it gives me hope in my God. And through it all, I'm still smiling. And don't forget my book, In My Feelings, a collection of poems by G. Hunter Matthews. Google me. All right. Bye.